Hey Gems, welcome to another episode of Intimate Conversations with Lady L. I'm your host Latanya, and I also go by the name Lady L. Keep in mind that change is never comfortable. You are going to hear sensitive topics within this podcast. Some topics may resonate with your personal life. <clears throat> the topics discussed aren't meant to offend anyone. They are to bring personal healing and growth. But in order to heal, you must first accept accountability for your role and be open and willing to hear the truth. Not the filter truth, but the entire truth. Now understand, when you're dealing with the truth, truth sometimes is never easy to accept. But it is the only way to get a breakthrough to your healing. And this is why, again, I stress this podcast is for people who are ready for change for people who are ready to deal with the things that may be holding them back and the sensitive issues we all face. You are not alone. We are all dealing with sensitive issues in our everyday walks. And what you're hearing along with these topics, someone else may have encountered or conquered. Life brings so many different situations. We've all had different experiences. And we've all acquired different traits from the generations before us. So again, there are a lot of sensitive topics that we will discuss, but don't be mindful. Well, just be mindful and don't take anything personally. Don't internalize a lot of the information that you are hearing. If it resonates, recognize the issue and change it for the better. Don't internalize that you take it as a personal attack on you. Okay. If you hear a topic that resonates with you, look at it as God's way of bringing you to this topic so you can deal with it, heal from it, and conquer it. So you are no longer a victim to it and become a conqueror. If you hear any subject matter within this podcast and you start to feel attacked or you feel offended, take a moment to pause the episode and tell yourself this is not personal and I should not be taking this personal. These are just tools to help me with what's really bothering me. And if the subject is really bothering me, then it is something that I need to be seeking help on. Rather, it be in counseling or talking amongst positive peers and people who can genuinely help me overcome this. I want my listeners to think of me as a big sister. And we are having an intimate conversation because that is exactly what this is. If you and I were sitting excuse me, in a room across from each other, and you brought me an issue that was pressing on your heart, we will be having a discussion like this so that we can help you get to the bottom of the issue and heal. Again, I'm rooting for you all. Let's get to the episode. So, hey, Gems. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. So... In the last two episodes, we've been talking about joy, and I'm going to continue the conversation about joy because this is actually a lead in into what I'm all about. I know you hear me say it sometimes. I even have a brand with the same name. So you may be asking, because you haven't seen me in quite action yet. What exactly is the Lady L experience? So, we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> well, obviously, I am Lady L. <laughs> and I always say, when you encounter me, it's an experience. Okay. The Lady L experience started a few years ago, honestly, when I was in the beauty industry doing makeup, when I was on my makeup journey side, okay? There's multiple lanes in this, okay? Multiple lanes in this journey. <laughs> but when I was doing makeup, um, one day I had this client in my chair and I was talking to her and I was giving her advice and, you know, making her feel beautiful, making her look beautiful, all the razzmatazz, right? 
And before I knew it, there's this other lady that came in and she was waiting. And it was taking me a little, you know, while to get through my client. But one thing about it with me, I have patience with my clients and I like to give them my full uninvited attention. And it was an experience, right? So I looked up at the other lady and I said, hey, it's going to be a while for my chair, but I can put you with one of my other um, associates that I'm working with and see if we can't get you some help. She was like, no, I'll wait. I want the same treatment you're giving her. I'll wait on it. I was like, oh, okay. All right. All right, yeah. So I continue with my client. And then some more ladies came in. And then all of a sudden I noticed that I had like, it was like a little show going on. Okay. So they were watching me do this lady's um, makeup. And not only that, I was teaching her how to, everything I performed on her, I was teaching her how to do it. So it's like a little manager class I was giving her and um, talking to her, the conversation we talked about so much. I won't go into detail what we talked about, but I was literally like coaching her and, 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 talking about things for her confidence and uh, this thing I know three ladies are waiting and so I felt bad as I was like okay wait a minute ladies I'm sorry for the wait would you like me to pair you with someone else you know like I didn't first of all I didn't know these other ladies were waiting for me I just thought they were waiting you know I knew that one lady was waiting and they all looked and they said somebody came no excuse me back up an associate of mine came up and she spoke with them and she said, hey, we, would you guys like assistance from anyone else? We got some available chairs. They each looked and they said, no, we're waiting on her. And they pointed at me. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't know all of this was going on, right? <clears throat> So I was like, wow, so I got three people waiting for me. And so when I finished with my client and one of the ladies jumped in the chair and she said, okay, I'm ready. I want the same experience that you gave her. And I was like, wow. So we talked about that. I asked her. What was it about the service that I gave the other that she was looking forward to, you know? The conversation. She saw the lady when she first sat in my chair to the end. She saw that glow on her when she left my chair. She said, the way you made her feel about herself. I want to experience that. I need that same conversation. I want to leave here feeling that way and assure myself and confident myself as you made her feel. And that's when the L experience was born. Because it was the L experience before it was the Lady L experience, okay? And I thought about it. And honestly, it was just me being me. It wasn't me trying to be like anybody else. It wasn't me picking up a tactic from anybody else or anything somebody else had going on or they were doing. It was simply me being me. When you get in my chair, you're going to get me. You might be getting the service. But ultimately, you're getting me. So whether or not I'm doing brows, whether or not I'm doing a foundation color match on you, whether or not I'm teaching you how to apply your makeup so it looks true to you, you're getting me with that service. I'm not one of those, I cannot just put makeup on you and just say, here you go. I'm going to ask questions. I want to get to know you. I want to know why you came to see me. And I'm not going to tell too much. (laughs) Because it's an experience that you just have to experience. 
So recently, someone asked me about that. I was out and about doing things that bring me joy in the city, right? And someone was like, spotted me out in the crowd, rather. They were like, Latanya, girl, that's you? Oh, my God, where have you been? We missed you. Like, really? Like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you back out. You look so great. And in my conversation with those people, because it was more than one, and it started with the first one, but when I got in, ran into the second person, I knew it was really something. And I thought about the service I give my clients and who I am at the core of my being. And I thought about what I had just recently gone through in the last season. The season of grief, the season of pain, and all of that. And I thought about who I was. Because I had put that on the shelf for just a second, okay? And I was like, wow. People really miss that experience. But to hear about the experience from other people really wowed me. Because I know what you get when you get me. But to hear it out somebody else's mouth, like the aspects and what they miss, it was like, wow. Okay. And I thought about it. Because we've been online for the past couple of years, okay? Since the pandemic shook things up, we've been in the online space. And a lot of them have not experienced the Lady L experience. But if you know me around the way, hey, if you ever encounter me, then you've gotten the Lady L experience, okay? I'm about fun. I'm about excitement. As much of an introvert that I am... (laughs) When it comes to certain things, certain passions, certain joys, they bring out an extroverted side to me. You know, it's no secret. I'm a little inner nerd. I love loving, learning, excuse me, about life and things. But ultimately, I do like helping others. Um, I like helping people feel like their best self. I love beauty. That's why I love fashion and makeup and, you know, um, I don't say so much that I don't want to get it confused. There's certain aspects to makeup that I love, but I am not a makeup artist, okay? Because a lot of people get that confused. So I don't want to confuse y'all in this conversation. I am an image consultant, and as an image consultant, there are aspects of the makeup artistry that I will utilize in my work in helping you become the best version of yourself. Okay, but I am not a sought out makeup artist because <laughs> a lot of people, even in the pandemic, some people were trying to seek me out for makeup artistry. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold up. <clears throat> Hold up. <laughs> Let me stop. But um, I love what I do. I honestly love what I do. It's It's another one of my happy places, like being able to show up. Being able to do my artistry, being able to make people feel like the best version of themselves gives me great joy as much as concerts do, you know. And when I had to go on through that season of grief, not being able to show up not only for others, but not being able to show up for myself in that way was missed. Have you ever went through a season when you felt like you just lost yourself or you just felt like you lost your way that's how I felt in the last season I was hit with some blows y'all some hard blows just like anybody else and as I watch life a lot of people are going through it now you know a lot of people are going through grief 
grief is not easy to navigate for one. Um, there's so many different levels to it. One, it depends on the relationship and the connection with the person. You know, the closer the kinship, the harder it is going to be for you to navigate through. You know, we all have experienced loss before. We all know of people who have passed, but when that's when it starts to get a little closer to home, it can be a little hard to navigate through. And, and, and I found that. And so I had to learn things. I had to learn how do you keep going and navigate grief? How do you get through the grief cycle when it's so close to home? And how do you keep your happy? You know, so I took some time off and I was some time away so that I could learn. I know there were things that I wanted to do in life. I know there were things that I wanted to pursue. And in order for me to do those things, this had to be done. You know, of course, I ran into a lot of different opinions. People like, oh, she quit. Oh, she this. She, she never quit. I did something that had never been done before. I pressed the pause button and I put myself first and I focused on my healing so that I could continue what I was doing. And a lot of us don't do that. A lot of us just keep going and going and going and going and going and going like the little Energizer Bunny until we burn out. And what happens is sometimes when you don't process things and don't deal with things, you hold on to them. Because everybody deals with things differently, you know. And when you, I know, regardless of how you may deal with things, I can say this for certain. If you don't deal with things when they arrive in your life, no matter what it may be, a setback, grief, challenges, whatever. If you don't deal with it, they come up later on. In life, they show his ugly head. And I didn't want that for me. I said, no, there's some things I was navigating. And I went from one challenge to the next challenge. And it went from one extreme to the next extreme. Oh, my gosh, y'all. Woo! Okay? It was like I had one challenge in my face. I was trying to navigate through and continue um, moving forward through and then I got hit with something else while I'm still navigating this challenge and then I got hit with this challenge it was like I was engulfed when I say engulfed enclosed meaning like four walls around me like boom challenge here to in front of me a challenge behind me a challenge to my left a challenge to my right and I felt like I was in a box and I was like oh wow <sighs> still being strong still trying to navigate through all of them but I was like while I'm going through this I slowly felt my peace leaving me because some challenges and some fights you get in just take the most out of you right and there's this one challenge that was just taking everything out of me and I was like without my peace it's kind of making it a little hard to deal with these other challenges right now, okay? So I said, pause. Because once I felt my peace leaving me, I knew it was an issue and a problem. Some of us has navigated through life so much that we haven't even realized when our peace left us. Some of us don't even remember the last time we had peace. Yeah, it's that peace of mind, you know. Some of you get entangled in situations and you don't even realize the situation you're in is taking your peace. You're fighting to keep something where obviously you should be letting go because it's just destroying your peace. And so you got to, that's when you come to that crossroad and you got to make a decision. What's more important, this situation or my peace? Is it worth this battle? Is it worth this fight? Or do I want peace? 
There were some situations, not about people, but some situations I it was in the midst of the battle and had to let the battle go because of my peace. Now don't get it wrong. I was done wrong. I was done wrong. But I knew I couldn't lose me. I can't lose Tanya. Right? Tanya's important. And I'm sharing that. Because someone out there may be in that same situation. And might need to hear that. In the pandemic, I saw so much happening. I saw, just like you guys, people were losing their lives left to right. And let's... People were losing their lives for different reasons. <clears throat> stress. Some people don't know how to handle stress. And when people can't handle stress, they make some bad decisions, right? Some people made the decision to end things because they didn't see their way through. They just couldn't see the end of the light on the other side. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. Going through is hard. But when you in it, the only way out is through. And a lot of times we're put in situations because you got to grow through them. Which means when I say grow through them, it means you're going to have to go through every little part of the experience. It ain't fun. Sometimes you got to feel that pain. Sometimes you got to go through that sorrow. Sometimes you got to understand why is there sadness with this. Sometimes it means you got to talk about things you don't want to talk about for the healing. It means you're going to have to sit in emotions you don't want to sit in. It is for your healing because you may have to deal with it later on the road, up the road. If you don't learn how to deal with it now and it comes up again, how are you going to process it in the future? Remember when I said things that we don't deal with, it come back around. And then that's something else that you bury and bury and bury and bury. And then you become bitter. You lose hope. Kind of like where we are with love right now. People don't believe in love and all these things with love, right? Because of so many different situations. We're still harboring from how love failed us in the past. And you take that into situation and the situation and the situation. So I don't know about you. But for me. I had to disconnect to reconnect with myself so that I can reconnect with everybody else. And it was the best decision of my life. I got to reconnect with myself in ways that I wasn't even showing up for me. I got to reconnect with my peace. I got to rediscover and uncover some joys. I gained clarity. I got to get back involved with the things that made me happy again. Because let's just be honest. When you're fighting battles and different things, your focus on the battle can take you from the things that make you happy. And that's why I go back to that question about peace. What's, you know, you have to weigh it out. Is this worth my peace? If it's something taken away from the things that make you happy, is it worth it? And I was like, all my time is over here trying to fight this battle. Now, don't get it twisted. My battle wasn't with people, but fighting the situation that arise from stuff that people do. And I was like, no, this is taking me away from the things that made me happy. This is setting me back further. And so I was like, no, let's shut it all the way down. Let's get this foundation back right. I like my foundation. I like the things that I had set up in life. I like living the life that made me happy and brought me joy and peace. And that's what I want for you. I asked a question in the middle of the pandemic because this is something that I was dealing with myself. And I said, you know what? When was the last time you've been happy? When was the last time you had your joy? When was the last time you had your peace? 
I literally walked all this out so that I could help you. And it didn't just start in the pandemic. It started a little bit before the pandemic and stuff. And it's something that I've been creating for a long time. But the pandemic was just like the iceberg to bring it all home. The pandemic answered for me all of the questions I had. The why, the who, the when, the how, all of this. Like, why had I gone through so many adversities? And I literally was questioning that just before the pandemic. I said, why? Why do I have to carry such this heavy burden? Why do I always got to be the example to help someone else? And before I knew it, I was being made an answer. To the questions that I had, God positioned me to be an answer for the very thing I was questioning. So when we talk about the Lady L experience, my mission is to help create joy through experiences. I love conversation. I love having conversations about life. I love being a listening ear sometimes. Sometimes we all just need someone to hear us out, you know. Sometimes we all just want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to feel valued. I love fashion. My fashion experience, knowledge, passion for fashion has taken me all the way to New York Fashion Week. I work with some of the best. I want to help you. I want to help you discover you through style. I want to help you come up with your personal style. Music. If you know me, you know I love some music. There's also another side to me to music. It's those concerts. Now, which is crazy and funny at the same time, because before the pandemic, your girl will be on the go, okay? I'm always at some show. I'm always at a concert. I love it. I talked about it on the last episode. You have to go back and listen to it. That's a part of who I am. A lot of people didn't see it through the pandemic. So a lot of people are like, oh, they're like, oh well, where's this coming from? This is me. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be having a good time. That's my happy place. I'm all over that arena. I just love it. I love everything about concerts from the conception to the end. I like watching, if I can, I like watching them put up the stage. I like watching them tear down the stage. I like watching the fans and the crowd come in. I love music. Live instrument music, whether it's a DJ, whether it's, you know, a track playing. I love a performance, honey, okay? I live for those moments. Not saying that's for you. I'm saying that's me. So to experience me is an experience in itself. I've always been that friend. I've always been that person that people felt like they always knew. People always say, I feel like I know you. I've always been that person that people gravitated towards. And now... I want you to experience the Lady L experience. So this is my introduction to you. Now, this episode is not going to be like your typical episode. Because next episode, I want to get into a topic that's going to be a little bit more heavier, but we're going to do it kind of from a lighthearted standpoint. 
I want to talk about emotion, people who are like emotionally unavailable. And I said I was going to do it on this episode, but I really needed to set it up for you. Okay. I needed to introduce me in a way that you understand me before we got into that topic. And we're going to talk about it because I want to set the stage for you. And this is like a conversation episode we're just having, okay? There's a lot of things that has just happened in the month of April. April is such a busy month, you know? (sighs) April, I see April with different eyes. And I, I learned something in the month of April. You know, like April is the month that I lost my friend. April is also the month that we lost one of the great geniuses in music, which is Prince. I think we all remember where we were when we lost Prince, right? I was just at the Janet Jackson concert, and here's a plug, by the way. Oh, you're definitely getting a Janet episode, okay? So we're going to do a bonus episode, I'm going to talk about this Janet concert, okay? Got to, because that's my girl. I'm taking everything in me not to say nothing about Janet on this one. But we're going to do a bonus with Janet, and then we're going to get into that emotionally unavailability, okay? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) But even at that concert, I ran into some people who said something so profound, and they was like, this is what... And this relates to joy, by the way. They said that Prince passing really highlighted for them. They felt like they were taking life not for granted, but passively. Like, felt like they had a lot of time to do things. And with Prince passing, it made them realize that you don't have time for things. Like, get out and enjoy your life. That's what it taught them. They said because Prince was on stage one day doing a performance and the next day, you know, he died the next day. And, you know, and he they're from Atlanta and they were like, we're from Atlanta and he had just did a tour and I've always wanted to see Prince. But I was always saying, nope, next time, next time, next time I'll get to see you next time. And then what happened? He died the next. He literally was in my city. He did a concert. And the next day he died and I didn't ever get that chance. And while you're telling the story, I'm like, wow. And then he asked me, he's like, have you ever seen Prince perform? And I had to look at this guy and I'm feeling bad because I got an experience that he didn't get a chance to experience. But then on the other side, I can share my experience with him and his wife because they always wanted to experience that and never got the chance to. So I told him. I actually did get to see Prince perform, not once, but twice. And I explained to him that when Prince came my way in Charlotte a few years ago, I said, I'm going to this tour. It was no hesitation. I got my ticket. I went. And I've always wanted to see Prince all my life. I grew up watching Purple Rain. I grew up a Vanity fan. Hello. Like, Vanity 6? Yeah, I was young thinking I was Vanity, y'all. But I love the dynamic between him and her. I was a huge fan, just like most of you. And um, when I saw him, what I love was the stage. And if you go on my Instagram, I still have the picture of Prince's stage up. Because I stayed there till they tore it down. I was like, this, I was just in awe. I just didn't want to leave the arena afterwards because I got to witness this musical genius, right? So, what I love about the Prince show was it's so impromptu. Like, none of his shows are the same. So, like, when I got him, it was so much live instruments. Like, he did Tevin Campbell. Like, y'all know I'm a huge Tevin Campbell fan. He performed the songs that he wrote for Tevin Campbell, and I, that just blew my mind. I was like, whoa, 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 baby. And he was singing. I was like, oh. And, like, he was playing those rips and those chords, and I was like, whoo. And and he brought out other people, and and... I was like, oh, my God. And he had his gold sequence suit all in one. And I love how we got his personality throughout the show. He told jokes. He talked about food. You know, like you got a health joke. He was like, you are what you eat. And he was telling us what he eat. 
and how he take care of himself and all these things and it was a you got the music but you got the story incorporated with the show and I told the man and wife I said this show was so good that when I found out he was in Raleigh I got tickets to that show too I just went on and got my Raleigh ticket and I went on and I brought someone with me and I said you have to witness this I know you're not a prince friend like I am but if you don't witness this in your lifetime you're gonna regret it and that's literally how I went I was like you got to go you just got to go just trust me on this one okay they went with me and they loved the show Prince was, and I, if you go with me, I'm gonna get you ham, um, amped up and hyped up because that was like an hour and 30 minute drive away. And so, yeah, we were listening to Prince songs all the way. I was gonna make sure, look, you need to know the some songs. Hey, let me play this album, let me play this. We're gonna know some Prince so you won't be caught off guard, okay? That's just the type of friend I am, but um, it surprised me. Because it was a different show. I was expecting the same show, which I didn't care. Because it, the second show was just as good as the show I had saw in Charlotte. Whole new set list. Not even the same songs. And that is genius, right? And at this show, he brought out Shaka Khan. I got to see Shaka Khan, y'all. He brought out Lenny Kravis. Lenny was in the audience. I was like, oh my God. It was phenomenal. And I'm so grateful that I got to see that experience. And that's how I feel about music. A lot of people used to question why I go to a lot of shows and different things. Like, I always wanted to see the legends. Because you never know when you will have that opportunity. So I never miss stuff like that. If it came to a legend, a great performer, I wanted that experience. Well, like I say, we go back to value sometimes. You know, people didn't value concerts the way I did. But listening to them tell their story, and it's like, it took me back to conversations I used to have with people who didn't value concerts the way I did, and they don't have to. You know, you like what you like. What brings you joy? This is what brings me joy, though. But here's someone who's saying not seeing Prince was their biggest regret. I'm not going to make them feel sad in the moment. The whole reason they came to see Janet Jackson, because they didn't want that same feeling. They didn't want another regret. And he said that to me. He was just like, I've never seen Janet. And I said, I am not going to have another regret and miss out on an opportunity like I did with Prince. Her brother is no longer here, but she's performing. I'm going to go see this. He said, have you seen Janet perform before? <laughs> have I? And I'll tell you the more of that story on my Janet show. I'm grateful. I always wanted an opportunity to see Janet. It took a long time for me to get to see Janet. Not because I didn't try. Because, honey, me and Janet kept missing each other, okay? I mean, but for some reason, I kept always walking along the path that she would come. And she would track and trail. But I could never, ever get to see her until finally God said, 2015 is your year. Here you go. And there's a story there. And there's a reason why I had to wait. Mm, I'm talking already, y'all. There is a reason why God waited to 2015 for me to meet Janet. Well, not meet her yet. But, yeah, let's put that in the universe, okay? We need to put that out there, too. There's a reason why I haven't met her yet. <laughs> Easy, too. But there's a reason why 2015 was the year that I finally got to see her in concert. And literally, when I saw her show recently, everything came full circle to me. And it's like, wow. I understand 2015. I understand now. I see where I'm at now. I see my life is making sense. It's just blowing my mind. Right? So I thought that was so dope in what he was saying. And then this year with Prince passing, I kept hearing all the stories about Prince and how people felt, you know, like about this musical genius. And... I'm like, wow, Prince legacy left, he left such a legacy. If you think about what he was fighting for before he passed, he was fighting for freedom, ownership, all the battles that someone would go through in the music industry, you know, just as a creative in that world. 
and how long it took to get that. That's a whole nother story. I don't have the time. But I'm just showing you some stuff. And I don't know. There's some people out here who the day when he left this world, their joy might have went away. And I want you to sit and I want you to think. What are some things that you find joy in? When you were growing up, what were the things you found joy in? What brought you joy on a daily basis? What were the things you went to to seek your joy? We got to get back there. And that's where I come in. I'm going to help you rediscover and uncover your joy. Get back to your happy place and find some peace. Welcome to the Lady L experience. We're going to be talking about self-discovery, helping you rediscover yourself. Some of you never even found yourself. And that's why emotionally unavailability, that topic is so important and I can't wait to get into it. Because baby, we're going to bring it all the way home, okay? And then there's this other side of me on the artist development side. I'm going to teach you how to have a great time at a concert, okay? I really want to get involved with that. The conception of the concerts. I want to help the fan experience. I want to help the artist deliver that experience to you. And I want you, the fan, to be able to experience it. Because, baby, ain't no concert like a concert with Latanya, okay? I'm going to teach you how to have a good time. But there's so many other areas on that side that we're going to explore. And I'll get into that on another episode. Before we end, though, I want to talk to you about one thing real quick. Because so much, again, has happened in the month of April. And I want you to see the shifts. Okay? We've dealt with a lot of things that have made us happy over the past few years. A lot of actions have been done that made us unhappy. You know, The world has shifted and changed. People weren't happy no more. People were sad. People were angry. They were frustrated. They were mad. There's a lot of injustices happening. And a lot of times when that is happening, people give up. People don't even want to fight no more. We saw people, things just became the norm. It's just a norm to see people get shot. People became um, desensitized to things. And you lost hope. And even in the midst of why we're losing hope, if you notice and pay attention this month, there is a shift that is happening. We went through so much. The shift is happening and try to make some things right. Don't get so lost in the despair of what has happened that you don't see the shift of what's going on right now. It's about getting through. No things weren't right. No things. Some people give up in the struggle. Some people, when bad things happen, they don't know how to deal and handle. And if you follow me on social media, you know my handle on there is always conquering adversities with style and grace. We still on that. That's still me. You're going to see it appear somewhere else within my brand. But if you go to my page and you don't see it and you see the creating joy through experience, you'll understand later. So we're still helping you conquer it, but it's going to appear somewhere else, okay? But I can't tell you. I'm just going to have to sit back and watch, okay? But understand, I don't want no one giving up, but I do know what it feels like to lose your joy, to lose your peace, to lose your happiness for a little bit, for a season because of what you're going through. But remember this. Life goes through seasons. Everything you're going through is seasonal. It don't last forever. Don't you give up. You hold on because you got to push through because the only way to get through it is to grow through it. It's like going back to school. You got to learn things. That's how you learn how to navigate to get through. Everything is just not going to be roses all the time. We're getting older. Even as I get older, there's things I have to grow through and learn about my body getting older. You know, I talked about allergies, okay? (sighs) We don't like them. But now that I know, I know now how to correct the matter and, and growing through it and learning how to deal with it. You know, you grow through. That's what I'm trying to show you. But 
before we get too deep in that, because those are episodes we're going to talk about, I want to hit on something. Because I'm bold like that. Let's talk about Emmett Till. Yes, in the African-American community, this is a huge topic for us, okay? Emmett Till was a young boy who was 14 who went to go visit some family down south. And he was from Chicago, Illinois. Yes, my home. And he didn't make it back home. He was a young boy with a bright future who, you know, loved his mom. His mom loved him. She was his only son. And she sent him down south for some time. And the ways of the south is a lot different from the ways of the north back then, okay? Just like in life today a little bit in some ways. He encountered a woman. And the woman told a lie on him and said that he did some things that he didn't do and made some like googly eyes and cat eyes and and said some things to her weren't true. Her lie cost him his life. This guy was shot. His eyes was gotched out. His ears dismantled. Other parts of his body was dismantled. He was dragged. He was Everything that you can physically do, knocked his teeth out, everything was done, and then thrown into a river. His mom and Tim community were so outraged that his mom put his body on display for the world to see what was done to her son over a lie. Not just lie, hate. Hate that's embedded in the heart. Because can you imagine what's in your heart to do and mutilate someone like that? What we saw was a representation of what someone's heart posture was. Now, his mother fought for years, even up into her own passing for justice for him. His mom lived her whole life and never got to see her son get justice on that. He has a family that is still alive today who's been fighting for justice on her behalf and his behalf. Just this past year, we've been trying to fight to get justice because the person who was responsible for his death is still alive, was still alive. Well, some things happened in the month of April. And she recently just passed away. At 88 years old. She lived 88 years and he didn't get to see his 15th birthday. When it was admitted that she lied. Okay. I'm not going to get into two details because y'all, if you know the story, you know the story. But I want to show you something. Walk with me. Here we are today in present time 2023. And there's this guy Oh, his name is Ralph Yara. You might heard of him. Ralph Yara, a young man who's in high school with a bright future, who loves music, plays several instruments, including the brass clarinet, helps his mom with his younger brothers. His community loves him. He's gotten so many awards. He is a joy to be around. Every time I hear stories about him, it's about the joy this young man exudes. The joy he has for his own passions in life, you know. He was preparing for his future even after graduation. He wanted to go to Africa and study and do some things before he went off to college. And his life was changed within the month of April. He went to go pick up his siblings and he went to the wrong house. How many of us have ever went to the wrong house? Put your hands up. I know I have. Okay. He was met at the door when a man came out and shot him. Shot him in the head. And when that wasn't enough, he came out and he shot him again. This young man was shot in the head. This man was shot in the arm. Then still had life in his body to get up. And try to go get help from neighbors. And when he went to neighbors doors. He was not welcome with help. Until he found one person. Who was willing to help him. And through all of it. He is alive. 
we learn that the man who shot him was in his 80s. Mm, does the story sound familiar? Now, of course, when this happened with Emmett Till, he was 14 and she was younger back then. But now here we are, a young man encounters an 80-year-old person who's probably been harboring racism and hate and all kind of stuff in his heart for years. And he took it out on this young man. Our Emmett didn't make it. Our Ralph made it. So to the family of Emmett Till. It don't feel like it. But Ralph is our justice. We all came together and if you looked on social media, there was pictures posted of Ralph's situation of him in a hospital bed, excuse me, of what had happened to him and the story got out and we wanted answers and we wanted to know how does a young man with such a bright future end up in this condition? What really happened? We know back then there was certain evidence that was hidden and stashed away about what happened with Emmett Till so that the truth can come out. But no, 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 no. We are not like our ancestors. This is a different day. We want answers. We want the truth. We want to know what happened. And we want justice. And we want Ralph to be able to finish what he started. So what was may have gotten away with back then, not today. We are in new times. So where it doesn't feel like we got justice for Emmett Till, we may have not gotten the justice for Emmett Till in the way that we want, and we will never be able to get that type of justice. We cannot ignore the fact that Ralph... It's like a present day image situation in a way. And starts here. So sending love and light to the family of Ralph Yarl. And I'm also sending love and light to the family of Emmett Till. I'm sorry what happened to Emmett Till. Ralph, you are our modern day Emmett, and we are going to change the course with you. I'll see you guys on the next episode. You can find me on social media. I'm at At Her Best on Instagram, or you can follow me on At Her Best Style. That's for self-discovery and for artist development. I'm at The Lady L Experience. Not the episode quite was feeling but the conversation that definitely needed to be had and i'll see you guys on my bonus episode when we break down a janet concert see you